Who the fuck is Steve Cutler? He was the... Uh, you remember how Forgotten Sons was racist one, one that has Blake's name, and third guy? That's the he's third guy. They released third guy and not the racist guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly right! What? They made a choice, and they, they they were like, we got goodwill, we got rid of Lars. Now let's just start trimming the fat. Welcome to Fight Boys, this is a weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am the shaman of sexy, the Dilla. No, and I, where I but, am finding my heel of the week live on the air, Blake Tanner. And I've lost all fucking control of everything, Scotty Moore. So the Royal Rumble happened this last <laughs> weekend. I'm a layback! <laughs> <laughs> And I gotta be honest with you, um, kind of disappointing? The men's was. The women's, like, Victoria showed up. I was, she didn't show up to her original theme song. That was disappointing. I feel like people forgot about that. And it was real good. Also, she didn't, she didn't, like, she didn't do the, the dance whenever she came out to the I'm not the lady to mess with. Yeah. Which, like, I was at least looking forward to that. I was like, do the uh, booty yeah. shake. Come on, for old times sake. <laughs> Fuck the PG era. But, like... That had a lot of good stuff. For some reason, Tori Wilson was in it, despite the fact that she was never really a wrestler. She was just amazing eye candy for a whole generation. That includes me. I like how she's the one that you're like, why were you there? Meanwhile, (laughs) fucking, oh god, I've already forgotten her fucking name. What's that? What's that? Jillian Hall Hall showed up. Yeah. Yeah, she, she actually can wrestle. She's actually a former champion. She was actually pretty good. And then, be- if once you got rid of the fact that they had a giant mole on her face, and then made her be a bad singer, yeah. like once you got rid of that, once you got rid of the fact that WWE happened to her, and you were just like, oh yeah, it's kind of like with Molly Holly. When you look back, and you're like, you know, outside of the whole prude gimmick, and then you being the Hurricanes sidekick, you could wrestle pretty well. Yeah. I'll be honest, the thing that disappointed me the most about uh, her showing up was the fact that Billy Kay was doing the best shit of her career, which was just, I'm gonna stay on commentary this whole time, uh, I'm actually thinking about this tactically, so I'm gonna wait for someone who I can team up with, and the moment that happened, I went, they're gonna do it. Nope, she teams with Jillian Hall as Billy and Jilly. But then I do. We did get a minor iconics reunion, which did make me very, very happy. And then, and then Billy was just like, "Oh no, my my new friends, the Riot Squad, are here. I can't." And then Riot Squad dumped her ass out, which is oh, hilarious. the best part about that was seeing Peyton in the background because you could see Peyton, the legitimate friend, going, "No, <laughs> Billy, no," the legitimate friend. Uh, but yeah, Women's Rumble was honestly at the end like really popped off because i can't remember what rumble i was talking i was reading about recently i think it was the one where it came down to taker and sean it was the on taker one and they were like and at the end of the rumble 
Taker and Sean just said fuck it and had a match for a while. That's what the end of this rumble was. It was Bianca Belair yeah. and Rhea Ripley looking at each other and just going, "You just want to tear it down for a few?" Yeah. And it was worth it. I I only outside of the fact that I'm like 99% sure Scott's going to win the prediction series for this year, which whatever. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Small club. Thank you. Small club. Yeah. yeah. Unless we start doing all the random other shows, like the like the New Japan and ROH, in which case, fucking chaos is a ladder. Yeah. Uh, match. Uh, there uh, you know that I rule chaos. Uh, <clears throat> is your name Kazuchika Okada? No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, no, but I'm real good friends with his booker. Like, he gave me a coin. <laughs> yeah. That coin, that coin lodged itself firmly up your ass during the G1. I know there's no physical way we will ever meet Gato, but if we do, Blake, you do know you have to have him sign that quarter, which will be a very confusing few moments for Gato. <laughs> could, could you just put a G on this Gato song? <laughs> so, uh, outside of the fact that I wanted to win the prediction, I wanted... Rhea Ripley to win solely because I wanted Rhea Ripley versus Asuka because I need Asuka to have fucking anything going yeah. as like the third like longest combined reign most defenses of the Raw Women's Championship like you know the best women's wrestler in WWE in the last year like just the workhorse putting on Everything, doing everything, commentary, like just every everything. Yeah, ba- Sasha, Sasha had Bailey. They were working together. Oscar literally carried Raw by herself. Like that, uh, like that year where uh, Dean Ambrose was like the workhorse, where he had more matches than anybody, and he had to fill in because Roman Roman had to have surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Oscar's still more than likely gonna get something because we're hopefully gonna get Sasha versus Bianca, and I know WWE's gonna be like, one of them needs to turn to increase the storyline. No. No, no, no. Give me a Shinsuke AJ, but good. Just two lovable workhorse baby faces going at it in the ring. That's what I want from them. Yeah, it it seems like WWE thinks that uh, heels are the only ones that are allowed to be vicious 99% of the time. That's what, that's how Asuka became good, was letting her be a heel. Yeah, exactly, because, like, you, if you're a babyface, that doesn't mean you can't be vicious. You get ready to tear it down. Like, when somebody pushes you far murder enough as a babyface... Murder Abushi! You murder Abushi! Murder Abushi! So, uh, yeah, so that... That was why for the women's. Apparently, according to Scotty, there's uh, rumors of uh, still rumors of Rhea versus Asuka, but with Charlotte in it because I'm not allowed to have (laughs) nice things. Nope, you gotta have something ruin it. It really, I don't know why I'm so upset. I don't watch WWE anymore outside of random clips, yet for some reason I'm really invested in like a handful of wrestlers. Yeah, 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 And like when there's like something good and then it's ruined for them, I'm just like, no. No, it was right there. Like how Riot Squad still haven't been women's tag team champions. Like that kind of shit. Uh-huh. Anyway, the men's rumble also happened, uh, and uh, Captain Charisma showed up. That was the best. Uh, the end of the match was just a clusterfuck. Yes. Because, like, six people were, elim- like, five people were eliminated in the span of a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my favorite. 
um, my favorite person to come out at the Rumble, though, was the one year that he's not rumored to be in the Rumble, Carlito finally shows up at the Rumble. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, they finally did it! I, These mad lads! I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. And then dun, fucking dun, Shinsuke dun, dun, dun. immediately grabs the apple and Carlito's like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that, You can't it. do that. Um, I did, I did also like just weird Shinsuke shit as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe he wants to do more. He does. He's got his, he's got his old, old new look back. Yeah. Lost the shirt, finally. He, he had one of these, uh, like, you know how they do these Rumble promos before the Rumble for people they want to hype up that you know aren't going to win, but you're just really want to. His was my favorite this year. His was the big one that I saw. And it, it it almost made me put Rumble promos as my heel of this week because of just how I you know you're going to be disappointed when they give somebody that kind of spotlight because they're never gonna win. Anyway, so uh, the winner of the match, um, Edge, because you know Edge really needs that push. Well, at- okay, I, I'm of two minds about it. One, yes, no, it probably should no, have been he's, someone he's else. Literally, but- he's literally. He's literally in the Hall of Fame already. He didn't need this. Literally. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Came back from a 10 years of retirement from a devastating neck injury. Two weeks into that, goes down. He needs a match to prove that he still can hang. And this was it. Go from number one all the way to fucking 30 and work during it. Like, not sit in the corner the whole time. This was Edge saying... I'm not coming back to be a part-timer. This was Edge saying, I'm fucking back, and I'm going to prove it. <laughs> I I will say, I, um, I, I'm happy, because I didn't see the whole Rumble, but I'm happy that you mentioned that he was working during most of it, because that reminded me of the Roman sleeping Rumble. Yeah, sleepy Roman, yeah. Uh, I honestly thought it was going to be Randy because, like, I like th- literally the opening of the match. Edge gets in the ring. Randy's number two. Edge just runs out and beats the shit out of Randy, and then eventually, like, drops him on his knee. So they take Randy away, and so it's one of those he's not in the Rumble, but he can come back at any time. And they. They built up that expectation because luckily WWE were aware they have smart fans, at least in this one moment, because at the end of the match, Edge has quote unquote one and we're all sitting back going, all right, it's time for Randy to come ruin our party. Randy drops Edge with an RKO, goes to throw him out of the ring, and then Edge just says, fuck you, bitch, and then yeets him over that top rope. <laughs> uh, yeah, got. Gazi's in chat. He just goes, there were 10 fucking people I thought were going to win. Uh, I guess that means that it's at least, uh, it's at least a good, uh, a good show. I kind of wish- Or decent. Well, hold on. No, I see what you're doing, Blake, and you can't. <laughs> no, no, no. No, Scotty, what do you mean? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, it was a good show. It, it was, was a good it show. Was a good yeah, show. It was a fine yeah, show. Yeah, there were the two rumbles, and that was it. That was all that was on the card, remember? Well, no, I think what Blake's getting at is that it was it was a good show, but it wasn't... No, you can't take my fucking joke, no, I... because it wasn't the greatest no! show! Which we're gonna get at WrestleMania with Edge v. Orton 2, 
in my like death oh, dream no, no, board. No. It's gonna be. I think it's already been mostly confirmed. Edge versus oh, at the chamber. Edge versus Roman. Spear versus spear. Oh, okay. that's gonna be fun. God, if that's not the most boring, that's great. yeah, yeah. Although, it's like uh, on NXT, Edge did come out and say like, "Hey, when you and Pete Dunne fight, uh, I'm gonna be watching, and if I like what I see." I might choose you, and holy shit, Edge versus heel Finn Balor at WrestleMania would kick ass. I mean, goddamn right. That's a that's a fun idea. Um, I just don't want to see him fight Orton again, and Roman Edge sounds boring as hell. I don't think Roman Edge sounds boring. Roman can do some good shit. Roman's... No, he's extremely athletic. Like, I, I take that back, because Roman can always put on a good match... And if it's one where I actually think that Edge might win, then it'll be good. He's the master of... Someone put it this way. There have been wrestling matches and then there have been cinematic matches. Roman Reigns is the master of the cinematic wrestling match. Because it's like watching a melodrama. And if you take that and incorporate the character of a guy who's on his last legs in the company coming back for one last run trying to get a championship reign in and just let Roman beat the fuck out of him and then eventually give like a little bit of shine. Yeah, I think that could be a match of the year candidate. Um, speaking... That also reminds me of a uh, of a great Roman moment from an interview last week um, where they asked him what he thought about what Taker yeah. said. He said, it just sounds like an old guy trying gangster. to be gangster. Yeah. Um, speaking of Roman, by the way, uh, he also proved that he's not just the melodramatic cinematic wrestling guy, because holy fuck, him and Kevin had him a hell of a match, during which they did the jokey Sammy Guevara getting run over with a golf cart spot, except they made it look actually scary because Kevin breaks the when, windshield. When, when, when Sammy Guevara got hit by that, that fucking thing, that looked scary. His head bounced off the corner of it and he did a 450. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why you thought that one was less scary than what we saw at the Rumble. Because, because like, that one, all he did was go through some like gimmicked plexiglass into the, dry, into the passenger seat. seat. Yeah, Roman stopped right afterwards. It, well, that's because it like, cracked that's the him in the skull. That's because it cracked him in the fucking... Unlike Sammy? No, no. The plexiglass rammed into the vehicle and cracked Roman, the driver, in the skull. Well, that's what he gets for being stupid in kayfabe. <laughs> so, it's also what do we get for... Uh, for Paul Heyman fucking up the spot, and then... No, that was later. That was much later on. That was the uh, handcuff spot. But that was good. Then we had Kevin, because, like, the whole build-up to this was Roman saying, like, you just need to quit fighting, and Kevin, of course, bringing up the fact that he's got his grandfather's names tattooed on his fingers, and he's like, no, these are the reason why I don't fight. And Roman starts using that heel-wise. He's like, they looking down at you right now, and they're embarrassed. And then Kevin goes murder Abushi and beats the shit out of Roman to a point where I, there were multiple moments where I said, Kevin Owens is about to become the champion. It was one of those good, good matches. No, it was a great match. I have to agree. Yeah. So, uh, um, oh, I'm also mad uh, at Scotty. <laughs> After we get done talking about a good match, Dylan's like, now can we come back to me? Here's another reason I'm fucking pissed. They gave the tag titles back to a shitty tag team uh, to to further Lacey 
Bucking Evans and Ric Flair versus Charlotte. I think they're they're not a shitty tag team. They're half a shitty tag team and half a very good tag team. Because as long as I that's get not a tag of, team. That's that's, that's a they're one good wrestler and one bad wrestler. That's not how. That's not. It keeps Shayna Baszler on my television, and right now with WWE. Do you know how else we could have kept Shayna Baszler on your television? She could have had a feud with Nia Jax. She could have had a feud with anyone. She could have shown up on SmackDown, choked out Bailey. We could have gotten that matchup. There were hundreds of ways that didn't involve Nia Jax getting another unnecessary tag title run. It would have been... Okay, no, because that would have required them to take a storyline that could be good and then try to do that, which Raw can't do. So I feel like you that's know, I'm just going to leave. Issue. I can't. I can't. I can't keep talking about these people anymore. Okay. Well, uh, also, at least quick- Goldberg lost. That match was five minutes. It was painful. I only watched a minute of it. It looked fucking awful. Goldberg. Goldberg missed his spear at the end and just stood in the corner for literally 30 seconds. Yeah. That was fucking awful. Oh, God. I audibly screamed, I audibly screamed, fuck you, Bill, because after the match, Goldberg, who is winded after a match that had five moves, I believe, walks over to Drew. (sighs) 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 And I think Drew was like, are you about to have a heart attack? And he just looks at him, he goes, you passed the test, kid. And I'm like, yeah, but you fucking failed. You failed the test, Bill. It's Holy like Bill, shit. step back. It, it's an amazing juxtaposition between Goldberg and Edge, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a 10-year difference. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's an amazing juxtaposition between Goldberg and Sting. Oh, Yeah. It, yeah, because at least Sting knows what he can do now, and he's not going to try to do a full-on match, even if it's two minutes. Yeah, yeah. He's going to cinematic his way through it. Um. Anyway, um, was there anything that happened on Raw? No, no, nothing important happened on Raw. Well, hold on, I literally have something written, but it's also just like, yeah, Sheamus finally turned. Yeah. We did it. Oh, okay. We did it. All right. All Sheamus right. turned. We got Edge Orton three, but uh, then Orton lost because Alexa Bliss spit out some backy spit in the corner of the ring and it distracted Orton. Um, also, and this is just something really nice I want to bring up the New Day have Brody Lee themed gear and it was very sweet and I really, really enjoyed it. It, it was very good. Love that. Um, Favorite part of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was all, like, all three of them had it, because even Kofi showed up at the Rumble, and I'm like, I know he's got a busted jaw, but just let him go do something. <laughs> just let him go do something real quick. Oh, yeah. It, it's not a Rumble without some sort of Kofi spot. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't let Morrison take that. Like, Morrison be the one to do a Kofi spot. I guess it's because he's playing doofy heel that they don't want to show off that Morrison's actually a fucking great wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, WWE. Um, <laughs> what happened on NXT? How's the Dusty Classic shaping up? Dusty Classic's looking pretty good. Um, semifinals. Did, did Team... Did 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 Team uh, Murder Hobos... Team Murder Hobos advanced, right? Yeah, Team Murder Hobos beat uh, UE. They beat the Undisputed Era. I assume you're talking about... Uh, they beat about... Roderick, right? They pinned Roderick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, how did I know? Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, so it's going to be MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets and Champa and MSK and Champa and Thatcher versus shit. I can't remember who they're facing. It's Champa and uh, Thatcher. El League de Fan. Oh, Legato. Fantasmo. Yeah, Legato del Fantasmo. Legato del Fantasmo. Um, yeah. So it's going to be MSK versus Murder Hobos. Oh, I was going to say MSK versus Legato because then you got baby. Well, baby face. I don't know what what they're portraying them as versus heel. Um, also. The fucking storyline was it's just it it got a fucking avatar intro this week. It was insane because they have like the woman who just kind of chills as they do their matches, and then after the matches, the woman's just like, "Hey, fucking shoot him with a gun," and then they do it. Um, they gave that character backstory. Which, she's a mysterious figure that instills violence in people. I don't think you need a backstory. But here's the backstory. She's a thousand years old from an ancient Chinese dynasty. Her older brother killed their father and took over the country, bringing dishonor to the family because any story of anyone from the East in America must revolve around bringing honor to your family. Then she met a dragon! <laughs> you, you, do, you, you do realize that that's actually based in, in a thing, right? Like, yeah. they didn't make that up. Well, I'm just saying, like, holy shit! You, you also... You, you also realize that they were talking about how, like, does that mean she's a century old? It doesn't matter either way. Like, it doesn't matter if she's a century old or if it's a title passed down from generation to generation. Xylee will she's murder you. She's a million-year-old dragon woman who had to become what she fears most and is now ordering Xylee to stab people in the streets. I love this. This is my jam. I love incorporating any type of mythology, be it for whatever culture you want into wrestling. Do you not remember the 90s? You're going to laugh at this shit. The Undertaker still had druid powers oh, no, up until his retirement. that was goofy bullshit, too, and I will acknowledge that. You need to watch the video package, though, because it legitimately is like, the avatar opening it's full on just like the four nations lived in harmony but that all changed when fucking candace larray attacked attacked. (laughs) is 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 so my only thing is is xylee still ripped and scary yeah then the storyline works (laughs) as long as xylee is scary then it doesn't matter i i guess it's this that is like the undertaker principle because undertaker was Scary as shit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's as as Rhea Ripley has proved. If you are ripped and scary, then it's then you're unstoppable. Yeah. Because at this point, Rhea Ripley is shredded, and I fear for anyone she wrestles because I believe she can actually full on Mortal Kombat rip them in half. Have you seen where they're apparently not even sure where they're sending her? They do not know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you mean you mean WWE is WWE? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they're sitting back there and they're going, well, we got to bring her a place where she has competition. <sighs> Fuck, we're going to have to send her to AEW. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I would I would lose my goddamn mind. Yep. In speaking of AEW and women's wrestling, the 
not the brackets, but the participants for the AEW number one contenders women elimination tournament have <laughs> been here, announced. So fucking, I'm here, motherfuckers. I don't care. Maki Ito. Maki. Yeah. That's all I care about. A lot of a lot of people's favorite ones. Uh, I'm. I've actually I've become a big fan of uh, of Ty Ty Conti in the last few few weeks with their matches on Dark. Uh, I'm a big fan of Anna J. So like I'm really excited for the American half of it. I know the the like I don't have any worries that the the Joshi half will like perform amazingly. But like I'm really actually I'm more because I love Joshi shit. Like a lot of the I like I got mostly introduced to it during Double or Nothing weekend, and then I was like, "Cool, this is my shit now. This is what I'm on now. Is this Joshi shit?" And apparently they've got um they've got Sheeta over there serving as agent for most of the matches. So holy shit! Yeah, Sak- Sakazaki's in it, and she doesn't win. I'm gonna riot. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's yeah yeah. I, I think yeah 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 yeah. That's not her theme music, even in Japan. Um, let's see. Uh, also, apparently on AEW, the Kip and uh, Penelope wedding was a shoot. That was their legitimate wedding on television. <laughs> And I love and that then, more than and then anything. Afterwards, and then afterwards, Charles Taylor uh, handcuffed Miro's leg to the bottom rope, and he and Orange Cassidy beat the shit out of Kip Sabian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the, the fucking vows were phenomenal. Firstly, they got married by the Sinister Minister, which is great. And Kip was just like, I remember when we met, and your eyes met my eyes that were on your chest. <laughs> like, this is so good. I remember... I remember how your thigh-high boots led up to your singlets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, like, as it went on, I was like, is this a shoot? Is this a legit wedding? And then uh, earlier they were talking about it, and Kip was like, well, our family couldn't come. Wait, hold hold on. James Mitchell is an ordained minister? <laughs> yes, he's rather sinister, you could say. Right, right, right. I thought it was a gimmick. I didn't know he was actually licensed. Well, but it's a Paul Barris situation. Oh, Gazi says, I feel bad for Miro. He can't escape being in wrestling segments. He brought that up like three times during it. Like during his speech, he's like, I've been involved in a lot of these wedding ceremonies. So, Charles, what is this big present? And there's just a big box that's perfectly Orange Cassidy shaped. And Miro beats the shit out of it. There's nothing in it. Oh, he learned that one from Mox. Uh, we could get married in our house and be just as happy, Kip said. We're people who just want to be married. Uh, so yeah, it was just because family couldn't show up, so it made sense to do it on television, so that way their family could actually watch them get married. Uh, my favorite- Yeah, and, and plus- <laughs> Oh yeah, you're you're gonna talk about the the picture. Wait, oh wait, which picture? I was gonna discuss the fact that he was like, I wanted the people in AEW were closest to to be there. I told Sammy Guevara to wear a suit, and if he didn't, I was gonna be very upset. <laughs> oh no, I thought you were t- talking about where uh, where Jungle Boy took a picture of uh, <laughs> Joey Janela <laughs> yeah. backstage. Just looking like, ah, yes, my ex is getting married on television. Granted, he's dating Brandy Lauren, so he's still doing better than any of us. Yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> uh, also, poor Eric Bischoff slipped in the shit stew this week because they were, he was, they were asking because he was, of course, during the first, the, he was the big guy during the first Monday Night War. And he, they were like, what can you do? What would you give advice to AEW? B 
Be careful of trying to create a false sense of success. Be careful about trying to brag and create a false sense of superiority and lose sight of the fact that they're not really competing with the A game. They're competing against the C game of WWE. Go fuck <laughs> Bitch, what? <laughs> Bitch, what'd you say to me? What'd you just say? Uh, here's no, they are literally competing against WWE's A game because it's NX fucking T. Now wait, hold on. I, I'm ratings, ratings, ratings would dictate otherwise. For for casual fans, I will argue yes, NXT is their C game. For the hardcore fans that AEW are looking to bring in, NXT is their biggest competition. A hundred and ten percent. I don't believe that casual wrestling fans exist anymore. <laughs> and we did and we did prove that on separate nights, AEW can easily get up to seven figure draw. Yeah. So that is the only the only thing holding them back is NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, truthful. But uh in in other news, uh for some reason we're continuing the inner circle storyline. Uh Fuck, I can't wait for this to be over. Oh, wait, shit, we could Hold on. what Jericho do this week? Da-da-da-da. Prevent the Good Brothers and Young Bucks from being on Revolution. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah, I have to watch Jericho and MJF versus the Young Bucks. Yip fucking he. Now, there was a nice segment where uh, Sammy went to go talk to Chris or something like that, and MJF was like, okay, now let's us all talk. I'm really hoping it's just a hostile takeover of the inner circle at this point. I'm, I'm really hoping Proud and Powerful just leave. Yeah, they are the two that I'm like, why are y'all still there? Some of them I get, but why y'all? Eddie Kingston's here! Why are you still with them? <laughs> because Eddie Kingston has two white boys, and they're, like, they're hot fucking, like, leather-clad manager backing him up. You know what? Now I understand Eddie Kingston's point of view. Never mind, I get it now. By the way, Ali almost ate a fucking blackout from Archer this week, and I was this close to- Are they gonna follow through? Are they gonna let her get hit with that? I she would probably do it. I'll be hundred percent honest. Yeah. Uh, so, any impact news outside of ODB? Because I saw ODB came back. No, no, no. I, so I need I, I need to watch this pay per view solely to see Sting. Oh yeah. After Sting is like making threats against R Ricky Starks. Oh, you don't feel the sting? Fear, fear the stinger? Maybe you need to get a closer look. I'm just like, yeah, bring it, old man, Sting. <laughs> yeah, it was like, when you look in my eyes, you say you don't see the icon. Take a closer look. And I'm like, are they about to one-on-one -on -one this shit? <laughs> Sting's like, no, nah, fuck you. He said the words, and now the fight will begin. Yeah. The I'm fight so, is now officially so on. Thank you very much. I am going to kill you. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't wait, because they still haven't really... They haven't really solidified the card outside of the tag match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the TNT title match isn't happening. I mean, we're going to have to watch Cody versus Shaq. Honestly, the more I think <laughs> that, about it. Well, hold on. No, Cody Shaq is not on Revolution. That is on free television where it deserves to be. <laughs> okay, thank God. Thank God. Um, that, that sounds like a Tony Khan decision. 
Yeah, that was. You know Cody was pushing for it. And he's like, this is how you get pay-per-view buys. Uh, this is how I fire you. Tony was on a talk as Jericho, and Jericho at one point was like, you know, you like a lot of my ideas, but for some reason you did not enjoy Matt Hardy flying around this arena teleporting. And he's like, yeah, I did not like that one. That was not a good idea, Chris. No, no, Chris, that was one of your bad ones, I will say. Yeah. Um, now, to be in- fair, he's, he's learned a lot since then. Yes. Now, in, in Cody's defense, which is not something I say a lot. Um, not something any of us say. No. Uh, he also does want Maki Ito to win. So I'm giving him a pass on this one for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, hello, motherfuckers. <laughs> in general, just wrestling news. I'm, I've never been more proud of the internet wrestling community than I am today because um, former, I don't even know if she ever held a title, but uh, Tyler Rex came out as transgender. And so now uh, they are Gabby Tuff uh, and everyone's cool on Twitter. And I'm kind of real proud of all of internet wrestling for not being dicks about this because they really, really could. <laughs> yeah, it. Internet wrestling fans are dicks, but I'm very, very happy for Gabby. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Going back, you said ODB was back. Oh yeah, ODB's back on uh, Impact. Fuck yeah, I love ODB. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I'm very proud of our community for rallying around Gabby and giving them, uh, giving them support right now. Um, because like when I first started working out, Gabby helped me out a lot. They sent me like workouts and shit like that. So yeah, good on you, Gabby. Keep kicking ass. Speaking of people who kick ass, let's talk about our patrons at patreon.com slash loadofbs, the website where you can go, you can support us, and you get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, like our Discord where we hang out, chat, watch wrestling, do all sorts of fun shit, and you can find it all at patreon.com slash loadofbs. Who now is it just me or are we actually getting through this faster than normal since yeah, we know yeah, Dylan's I, on kind of a timeline? Yeah, or, yeah, or am on. I just imagining that? Come on, we're ha- we're like over halfway there. Come on, no, come on. Dylan's like, no, you interrupted. <laughs> stop it, stop it. I gotta do a tweet now. Go. <laughs> I gotta do. I gotta do some stuff now. I can't really do the tweets I want to because it it infringes on on the the Scotty's Scotty's baby oh, face of the yeah. week. So, uh, oh, um, oh, so, so Tom had this great tweet, uh, where he, he was like, yeah, send word to Festus and Little Festus. So if you could tweet at Machine Gun Carl Anderson and ask him if he's going to trademark Little Festus <laughs> as a new gimmick <laughs> no, for, when are we gonna, for Talking Shop Mania. When are we going to get a uh, Little Festus merch for Talking Shop Mania 3? Uh, all right when are we uh when are we who wants to go first for our heels and baby faces since we've already done what did jericho do this week uh do we want to start with heels you want to start heels all right all right you want to start you want me to start uh i'll start because my heel is not that big and we've already touched on it a little bit um as dylan said earlier captain charisma himself returned to the rumble it was christian Christian! it was christian it's Wait, no, you're Blake, you said it wrong. It's Christian. Christian. <laughs> and by the sound of the crowd that they piped in, it I felt so hyped. But then Michael Cole opened his mouth. <laughs> Piece of shit. And I just like I was just sitting there, it's like, holy shit, it's Christian. And Michael Cole, it's Christian. Edge's buddy. 
Edge's former buddy, he said. Because you you have to stop being buddies when you retire. I don't fucking know. They did a podcast together for years. I, I honestly wish it had been perfectly silent and it was just that shot of Edge looking up. Because he's dazed. He's been in the match for so long. Just sitting up, looking around, and then looking at the entrance ramp. And you just see the smallest smile grow on his face of, oh, fuck yes! Oh, shit. That smile was beauty. Like, that is that is such a wonderful moment, as long as you don't have commentary on. Because I don't know what it is about that single sentence that made me go, like, why didn't you... Co-? It would have cost you zero dollars to not say anything. Actually, it might have cost you more if Vince was in your ear, so never mind. Yeah, that's why. Because Vince hates Christian. We've been over this. Um, Vince hates Christian. We went over this in the chat. He thinks he looks ratty. Blue dot man. Blue dot man. That's why they brought him back, because with the new, like, CG stuff they're working on, they can finally motion track a blue dot to stay on Christian's face during matches. I would not be surprised if Vince has already floated that idea. <laughs> um, so, my heel of the week is the fact that, like, AW Dark needs some storylines. Because, like, it's getting... It's getting difficult for me. Granted, I've been more tired lately. Maybe that's it. I'm watching these things late at night. But between uh, not wanting to listen to negative one on commentary solely because I just I don't want to hear a child on commentary. It has nothing to do with negative one. Is he still? A, is it a, a weekly gig now for him? Uh, it's whenever ten wrestles. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he still comes out with Ty with Ty uh, with Ty Conti. And like Anna J. What's for bad some is reason. they didn't ask him to do that. He's just kind of instinctively doing. Uh, I can't blame him. The view he has of, <laughs> of Ty Conti oh as he's okay. That man is that man's advanced for his age, uh, taking advantage of that situation. If, but between now, that, if I, if I was a ten-year-old, like yeah. if I watched wrestling at ten years old and I got that opportunity, yes, I would one hundred percent take that. Uh, between that... And I wouldn't know why. I wouldn't know why yet, at ten years old, but I would understand Oh, no, later. I would not. I, I, uh, between that, between not giving a shit about Britt Baker, um, between Gun Club still being on a thing, like, there's, like, three segments I skip every week, and the ones that I don't, I just don't, they're not giving me a reason to care about these matches on Dark. Outside of Ray Phoenix literally putting on just an instant classic with jobbers. Yeah. Like, which is amazing. It's been amazing every time. Like, there is nothing I enjoy more than that. Outside of that, and like, there's a few, like my baby face of the week, there's a few teams where I was just like, oh, they're in action. I want to see them because of that. There's like, there's, there's no reason to care. Like, they, like, it's. Its novelty is worn off for me, and I'm really sad about that. Yeah. No, I get that. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, Dark, it's guy I know versus guy I don't know. Oh, look, guy I know won. Cool. Part of me feels like they are... I Maybe Tony's holding off, like, for that third hour that he keeps talking about, because... I feel like if you had that extra time, but Dark is already long enough that you could do storylines on oh, it easily. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a matter of they were that was what it was going to be originally. Like they were going to have its own because it was whenever it first started, but now it's become a talent exhibition. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like, what was it, Superstars or like Saturday Morning Slam was years and years ago. Like, hey, come and see your favorite wrestlers wrestle. Except it's none of the big stars. It's like all the medium stars. God, Saturday Morning Slam fucking slapped, though. It was very good. Um, yeah. Hey, where else could you see Daniel Bryan roll himself up into and a ball? And scream about wrestling bears. <laughs> I wrestle 50 bears! He's going for the bear hug! My God, he's doing the bear hug! Do you know that in do you know that in Aberdeen, Washington, I'm known as Mr. Small Package? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like even more child-friendly versions of Fist Me! Fist Me Boys! Double Fist Me Boys! Fist Me Boys! Well, thank you for the perfect lead-in into my heel, because my heel of the week is Daniel Bryan. Booking in the Royal Rumble. Rumble, Rumble, thank you. And what else is new? Because here's the thing, coming into this, honestly, if they had swapped Daniel and Edge's story, it would have worked even better, because Daniel was having this, I, this may be it, this may be my last Rumble, this is my last opportunity to win. Like, he had a lot of fire behind him of, I have to do this, this is my last one. It, or maybe my last one. He'll probably win that next year. Fuck it. Um, but if they had done that with Edge, holy shit, the pop would have been incredible. But instead, once the match began, it was like all that shit went out the window. And the biggest spot, I shit you not, Daniel Bryan had in the Rumble was when Kane came in. And then Daniel, like Thor and Ragnarok, just goes, Kane! He's a friend from work! It's from work! And then they just, like, <laughs> hug it out. But I I have a perfect comparison of how I think he should have been booked, and that's Shawn Michaels in the Rumble before WrestleMania 26, which I think is arguably one of the most emotional, best-told stories in the middle of a Rumble, because that was the year Sean wanted revenge on Taker for beating him that year at WrestleMania. He wanted the rematch, which, of course, led to him retiring. I'll probably do a whole Wrestling History X on it. Um, and it's so good, because every time he almost gets dumped over the ropes, there's an audible, like, Oh no. Oh fuck. No, this is it. This is it. he has to do this. He has to win this. Daniel never got any moments like that. And honestly, probably one of my favorite eliminations of all time is Sean in that match because it looks like a fucking accident. Because Sean's holding onto the ropes and I think Batista knocks him off and you see Sean just frantically scramble for the ropes to a point of like I think Sean just botched that, but no, it was just him telling the story of that's how desperate he was to stay in it. I didn't get any of that from Daniel Bryan. I didn't get any desperation. Like, the uh, other week Blake was talking about, which is actually good, the fact that we're getting old comedic Daniel Bryan back, but in this moment where we kind of needed WrestleMania 30 Daniel back, he kind of stayed team hell no Bryan, so that was disappointing for me. Yep. It's a it's another one of those cases like the Nakamura promo I talked about earlier. You get all of these like some of the best promos that WWE puts out all year for the Rumble and you couldn't they can't just spread them out like for a time where all of these people could get their opportunities. They save them for the Rumble. Yeah. And it, to me it just makes it more disappointing. So yeah, I was just 
And I know he was also everyone's pick to win, so that's why I was also disappointed. But, like, I I feel like if they had leaned into the fact of everyone thinks Daniel's going to win, it would have worked out a a lot better. Like, not, not final two. I wouldn't have had Daniel Edge as your final two. But I definitely would have had Daniel, like, final four or something. And then Orton returns to the ring punt someone throws daniel over the top ultimate heat turns around face to face with edge slog fest bliss interferes oh fuck we didn't talk about that that was my favorite moment of the women's rumble was when bliss came out because alexa walks in the ring and everyone at once goes this bitch crazy and then just starts beating the shit out of her and then the lights start shutting out the screens start shutting out and Alexa stands and stares, and I'm like, well, what are they going to do now? There's, It's a rumble. It's going to be hard to really do this. Didn't matter. Rhea Ripley said, now fuck this, and just yeets Alexa over the top. No fear. Oh, She's just like, no, this is over. Which is why you should be afraid of Rhea Ripley like Dylan. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get into our... Uh, I'm afraid for uh, people. <laughs> All right. I'm not afraid of Rhea Ripley. I'm afraid for the people Rhea Ripley wrestles. wrestles. Okay, that is fair. I, I would be I afraid of I have a complicated emotional response to Rhea Ripley. <laughs> you, know that vamp- <laughs> you know that big vampire lady from Resident Evil? Yeah. I... Re- Big vampire lady energy. I, I kind of wish that when that meme was going around, I just kind of sat back like, ah, you guys don't watch wrestling, and just posted up like, Rhea, ZLE, like, no, we understand. Alright, let's get into baby faces. Um, I, I don't want, I don't want to say this, but I assume my baby face is our main event. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go with mine first, because it's a weird, it's, it's a weird one, <laughs> yes, as Scotty is. has mentioned. Um, so if y'all haven't seen, because I just caught up on it earlier today, um, Cheeseburger is no more. Cheeseburger is now the world famous CB. (laughs) Cheeseburger (laughs) is no longer Cheeseburger. Um, and I, I actually, like, I, it was a, a little weird This at is first. like when R.D. Evans tried to get people to take him seriously, or when Chuck went to Evolve and became Dustin for a period. Like, I'm like, no, we know who you are. Uh, and that's the thing that, like, really makes me feel for him in this, because he had a promo where he just sounds like the the most decent person, just a chill dude, and he's coming out and he says... I am a 10-year veteran of the wrestling business at this point. I have, tr- I train people in the back. I teach, like, holds to people. All, all these people at these tournaments, like, I could count the ones that I have, you know, that have sought me out for advice, and I'm still just cheeseburger to everybody else. Cheeseburger, he said, was his greatest, uh, the, the best and worst thing that ever happened to him. Because... That's the thing about when you get into a like a real like jokey gimmick character and there's no way out for you, you turn into cheeseburger. Yeah. And so I don't know what to expect from him from serious CB, but I really really do feel for him and I really do wish him the best because he just sounds like a genuine like I mean this cool is dude. kind of what a lot of the Chikara guys are going through now that that folded is the fact that Quack still owns their gimmicks. And also, they definitely don't want to go out as just like, 
I'm I'm pizza pie man and I wrestle in a big pizza pie mask. Like they have to become new characters. And my favorite one is Dasher Hatfield, who is now unmasked. A very good professional yes. wrestler. <laughs> he is just a that is his name. He is introduced as a very good professional wrestler. It's so choice. I I do wish that instead of the world famous CB, he would go with the notorious CB. The notorious CIB. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the best to uh, CB as in his new gimmick. I really hope it works out for him. I don't know though, but I I want him to break free of the cheeseburger yeah, ceiling. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a hundred and twenty pounds. He's not going to break out. I don't know. I'm Leon sorry. Ruff is kind of breaking out of it. Well, not really. <laughs> They're trying. Not really. No, no. All right. So uh, I, d- I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, <laughs> the acclaimed have arrived. Hell yes. Uh, and are easily the best thing about Dark. Um, oh, during the Battle Royal on uh, Dynamite, it, after the Bucks got eliminated, I just stared like, if... Th- the acclaimed don't win this. I'm going to be very fucking upset. I'm going to be very mad. Yeah, yeah same. Uh, so, and they're wrestling Jericho and MJF. So it's like heel versus heel. And I'm just like, why do you have to sacrifice the acclaimed to them? Well, no, but, no. It uh, was, the- uh, I think it came down to Sammy. It, it, the most. Sam- it, Sammy, one of the top flight dudes. Jericho. The other t- the other um, top flight dude. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Cause um, uh, who's the one that's not Platinum Max? Who's the Anthony Bowens? Yeah, he got eliminated very early. That was the weird thing about that Rumble is how quickly a lot of people went out from big tag teams, and you went, "Oh no, oh wait, they're yeah. still in it." <laughs> yeah, no, Anthony Anthony Bowens has like a very successful like career outside of wrestling, like insanely good like modeling acting like all this other stuff holy shit like yeah look up anthony bowens like just look him up on like wikipedia or something it's it's impressive uh caster raps about it like (laughs) they had a they had a they had like a promo thing like they had a promo video that they put out before the the battle royal uh one of which one of the lines of which was i'll chris jericho i'm gonna dump him on his head or maybe i'll let him do a lion salt instead because he had that botched lion salt. And, like, they're doing that. They're coming out there insulting people. My favorite being Danny. So you know Danny Limelight, the wrestler? Yeah, yeah. He has a Spider-Man tattoo. He stops his driver. He's like, Aubrey, Aubrey, there's a spider. Aubrey, there's a spider. (laughs) Oh, no. That's just your your shitty tattoo. (laughs) But they... Anybody that can come out and do a diss track in the wrestling ring, like, it has my respect. They interrupted the inner circle's entrance they interrupted judas that's how much tony Khan believes in these guys that he's like you know what let him do it <laughs> let him cut it off they, they are so they're so good max caster is stronger than i like so ryzen is about like six three probably like two something mm-hmm. he does a middle rope turnaround like cross body and max just catches it with like one arm <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, I see that Max Caster is way stronger. I put ev- I put all the athleticism on Anthony. I was mistaken. If 
Max would just stop kissing his opponent's hands after he wins matches, which is not explained, really weird, and, like, the only reason I don't buy their merch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also not sanitary. Not at Yo, all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, in their video, it's just, like, everybody's, like, like hung up on, like, the middle rope, like, like arms out of the ring, and he just goes through and kisses all of them, and he accidentally kisses Anthony's, and Anthony's just like, man, get the fuck away from me, and, like, walks <laughs> off. And he just does the, oh, well, and I'm just like, no, you have to explain this. It's the weirdest thing. But they are awesome. Their tag team work is great. Their character work is, at this point, like, leagues above most of the AEW roster. Uh, their finishes are both really good, yeah, critically acclaimed and acclaimed to fame. Because one of them is, uh, fuck, I don't even know how to describe, like, a... Almost like a pump handle rock bottom. Holy like shit. twisting rock bottom. What? Into a... Yeah, I know. Into a, an elbow drop from Caster. Uh, and then the other one is uh, like a modified like angle angle slam boot into that. Oh, nice. And like, it's... Oh, they're so... They're so good. I love them so much. They're my favorite tag team right now. Like, they're... Like, like on my list of tag teams at all times, it's... Um, Junior heavyweight young bucks, yeah, and then like they're currently like right up there. Oh yeah, I can like they're see that. like the they're 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 like they're like that level of like heel tag teams where it's like you fucking get it. They're like right underneath. Well, on to my baby face, and I need take off your headphones, Dylan. I no, hold on, no, because I feel like Dylan's with me on this one. I'm not your friend, mother. Listen, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. <laughs> God damn, that was so good. Oh, fuck. This is the first time that this has ever happened in professional wrestling that I experienced when I'm dubbing a double pop, which is where I pop in general for what's happening, and then I think about the repercussions of what happens, and I get a second pop. So as I was watching AEW, I went, oh! Oh! (laughs) Oh! Yeah. It went from, oh, that's awesome, to, because nah, Kenta is here. The door has been opened. The Kenta kicked down the fucking invisible door between New Japan, professional fucking wrestling, and AEW. Kenta kicked it the fuck down because of just how bad he wanted to fight John Moxley. Fight John Moxley. You got me so bad. I kicked my camera down again. Is am I the only person that wasn't surprised when this happened? Oh, I was. I was because it was very well done. One one he tweeted today is a good day that morning. And two and two like with John like having the promo for New Japan, I was like they're going to like clearly they have a working relationship now. Kenta's probably going to show up on their end because that's the only way they can continue this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was so great. If only he hadn't worn the shitty version of his t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just... That, like, <sighs> that Florida version of the go-to-sleep club is just... Ah, oh, it's fucking... It, like, Scotty, I'm surprised like it doesn't physically repulse you, given it. <laughs> As a graphic artist. I, I, like I said, I just wasn't paying it. And Gazi brings up Moxley showed up on New Japan America, but we knew... 
Moxley himself had a working relationship with New Japan. He was the fucking champion. So when someone shows up behind Moxley in a mask, I'm sitting there going like, Impact guy? Sammy Callahan finally? Who the fuck is it? And then just can't... I kind of wish he had kept everything on, hit the go to sleep, and then unmasked. Because then triple pop of go to sleep. It's one of the two. It's Kenta New Japan who <laughs> just escalated higher and higher. That was also yeah, a, I, that was that was also a shit go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ruin this for me. It was so I wasn't excited I'm to record. Prag- I'm, I'm pragmatic. All right. I wasn't excited to record the show with Blake yesterday. We did BS yesterday, and then that happened, and I said I could record for 24 hours. I have got the adrenaline and the fire required to just go forever. And we had a good fucking episode. It's. I guess it is also just a matter of like, is this a Moxley showing up in New Japan thing, or is it a full on? No, it's a full-on. Oh, fuck The the pandemic, along with Harold Meiji uh, resigning, uh, opened up this thing, uh, because New Japan's, like, it it fucked up New Japan's plans for expansion and everything, and then Harold Meiji was the bitter person that was the reason that the elite got such a shit send-off from New Japan. Um, And they, they... In the words of Meltzer, they needed John Moxley, and they weren't willing to like take the title away from him. Yeah, so so this is the the easiest way to do it. Now we get a bunch of potential dream matches for me. Um, honestly, uh, what I would love: Kenny final beats Rich Swan. Kenny is now AWN Impact Champion. Comes out before double or nothing holds both belts to the sky he's like i am the champion of champions <laughs> let's go out kota abushi shows up kota versus kenny who is the real champion of professional wrestling yeah it's a shame that uh double or nothing is when adam's winning the belt oh yeah well no we could push that back it's probably been pushed back no numerous. we've already been pushing it back you can shut up <laughs> suck a dick all right i'm not i'm not like Abushi versus Kenny doesn't need titles. Yeah. This is law. Listen, at the at double or nothing, that is the end of long term booking. Anything further than that is super long booking. Well, he's the belt collector. He, he's collecting no, belts. Shut up. That's his thing. That's why he showed up at Impact. Do, do you he's know a who, belt do you, collector. The only match I want to, crossover match I need to see is GOD versus Good Brothers. Oh, yeah. That one definitely needs to happen. Who can yell fuck the loudest? Someone brought up the fact that, like, uh, Moxley's outnumbered, but he's apparently aligned with Archer. Holy shit. Cousin Inari Suzuki teams up with them. Three on three. Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Suzuki, Archer, and Mox. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God, yeah. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk, boys. <laughs> Toro Yano versus Dark Order Cole Cabana is gonna be a barn burner. I can't wait for No, <laughs> they just recruit Yano into the Dark Order and he begins Dark Order Japan. <laughs> but it's only him. It's only him in Dark Order Japan. All I want is LA all I want is LIJ versus Dark Order. Oh fuck. It's yeah. great because Dark Order Japan would be the DOJ. Oh uh, yeah. And you could fight everyone else with an acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly G-O-D. 
L-I-J-D-O-J. D-O-J. So what did you learn this week, boys? Yeah, this is your episode, apparently, Dylan. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't know the whole spiel for the Patreon thing. That was why I let you take that, but yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I learned that uh, Orange Cassidy has learned more from John Moxley than we ever thought. I learned that there's only one way for me to be more excited about a New Japan thing than Dylan, and it's for Kenta to spoil it on Twitter that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I learned that, um, just like Big Money Matt, I too can accomplish all of my dreams by exploiting those around me. <laughs> all Where right. can they find you on the internet, boys? Oh, he's got it all! He's got it all prepared! You got it all, you got it all. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, you can find me at H-A-T-U-N-E-X on YouTube, that's Hatumex. Um, where I'm doing a playthrough of Fallout 3 retrospective uh, video series right now um, with my buddy Hagen. He's playing Fallout 3 for basically the first time, and I've played it for so many hours. Oh, so check us out there. I thought, for some reason, when you said retro, I thought you were about to say, we're playing Fallout 3 Retribution. Mustafa, Mustafa Ali is there, and he's going to lead us through our campaign through the wasteland. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and check out all my other podcasts, including Fun Fiction, which has had some good episodes, and the mini-adventures of Sammy Magic at a load of purebs.com! Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Go give Mega Ran some listens. Go give him all your support and love, because we love Mega Ran. Mega Ran loves us, and you should love Mega Ran as much as you love us, or love us as much as you love Mega Ran. Can he? Can he pull it off? <laughs> no, no, that last bit's that last bit's you. Like that's and as always. <laughs> find the, you can. Oh fuck! I forgot it. Damn it! You've broken oh, me. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, and subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Carl Anderson. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!